Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Just a reminder, if you go to FantasyPoints.com, you'll get to see a bunch of great things going on over there. Their initial run of season projections are live. They also have just a ton of great tools for DFS. They have great live streams. There's a, a great one coming out tomorrow that you need to make sure to check out. They're always streamed on the Fantasy Points Twitter page and their YouTube channel. And honestly, they are just the goats of the goat. They are... Like I mentioned last week, they're the cheat code if you're playing Grand Theft Auto that helps you win the game. Like that's that's what we do here with Fantasy Points Media Group. If you use code Triple Play Twenty Two, you'll get ten percent off your subscription over at Fantasy Points. So make sure you do that. Another what thing. What was that code get... again, David? I couldn't hear it. Say it oh. again. I think they did this to me last week too. <laughs> no, I did it before like, you even did the quote. <laughs> that's what it was. Yes, it's Triple Play Twenty Two. <laughs> Uh, that beautiful voice you heard, you know, is Johnny Foosball. We got Brad Stradamus. We got Doc in the house. Doc, did you have a good birthday? I did, man. You were there for a part of it. Yeah, you were being a, a drunk. <laughs> kind of sounded like a shot. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing was a part of it. <laughs> nothing, nothing was as bad as my actual birthday. The what you were there for was okay. What did I miss on your actual birthday? Well, you weren't there, but apparently, I have a love for Papa John's at two in the morning. Ah, that's right. Oh. That means he doesn't that remember is, what happened. Sounds like somebody the had to tell you that. Takeout pizza. Did that's you know the that they get commission pizza. per pizza sold? Who gets I'm the franchise owner, not the like the cashier? I know. Well, I tried telling them that they did. Right. <laughs> Buddy, Sports Wikipedia checking in. Always enjoy when he hangs out with us for our football and baseball podcast here. Yeah, Doc, you're another year older. You're almost thirty. Yeah, man. How does it feel being 30? Tell me. Uh, do you feel like your best days are behind you in terms of your athleticism and your uh Oh, David, I would never believe that from you. You ask every guest if you, they think you can beat them in a 40-yard dash or something. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you point. think your best days I think, are behind I think I haven't asked that since I turned 30, though. I think that was my 29 <laughs> years I would ask them that. Uh, but you guys know how we do here. We'll break down a bunch of great stuff. But before we get started into that, uh, we have a giveaway that we're doing. The, the TPF family is happy to be giving away another spot in the Scott Fishbowl this year. And there's no way I'd want to give this spot away more than replicating what the founder of Scott Fishbowl and one of the most generous people I've met on Twitter and Scott Fish tweet or preaches. He does tweet it too, of course, but charity. Charity is what he's all about. And I think something that I wanted to do in the sense of the ASPCA is a charity that means the most to me. So animals are a big part of my life. For those that know me, Zeke is like a, a son that I don't have born yet. And what they do is they provide effective means for prevention of cruelty to animals throughout the United States. Uh, we're going to link in the description a link to the ASPCA. So how can you win a spot in Scott Fishbowl? Donations of $10 increments count as one entry. So if you do $20, it get two entries. $30 gets you three entries, etc. And we'll do a random drawing, or we could do the 100-yard dash. I feel like that's what I we do around here. I love the 100-yard <laughs> dash. We could do the 100-yard dash with all the people that apply next week. 
and then we'll crown a winner. I'll DM Scott Fish the winner's Twitter handle, and they'll get a spot in Scott Fish Bowl. So really cool thing to do for charity, help some animals that are going through a tough time right now and get in the Scott Fish Bowl. So good luck. Thank you for donating. If you have any questions, you can DM the account at Play Fantasy, which Doc handles all that stuff over there. All right. So you guys pumped to get into our NFC South preview. This is a pretty cool the division. Best division so in football. Johnny, our division. Come on. AFC West. That's that's definitely the but yeah, NFC South is definitely interesting to say the least. So as we always do here, we're gonna start off with just notable rookies that we should watch for on the offensive side of the ball. Doc, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Saints rookies potentially we should be watching? I mean, the really the only one they drafted that's going to be a skill position is Chris Olave. Uh, and they traded from the 16th to the 11 to get him. Six-foot receiver from Ohio State. And I think it's, he fluctuated good and bad years at Ohio State. So sophomore year, 49 for 849, 12 touchdowns. A little bit of a down year junior season. But senior season, 65 for 936 and 13 touchdowns. And it, it might just be a hunch. But the Saints do well with Ohio State players, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore. I think, and we're going to talk That's about this two. more with, okay, those are two all pros from the same college. Okay. And um, two was the sample. Okay. I mean, Nick Finette, that's a third one. And he's, he's been serviceable. <laughs> Nick Finette, that's a strong last name from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, and we're going to dive into it later, I think uh, them drafting Alave means that Michael Thomas might not be what we think he's going to be. I'll, I'll preview that a little bit, but I think Alave is going to have a starting role right away. He's projected as a starting wide receiver right now on the depth chart ahead of Callaway and uh, Traquan Smith. So I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, Chris Alave, like you mentioned, he's a six foot, one hundred eighty six pound receiver. He'll basically, I think, uh, play a lot of different spots on the field for them. A good route runner, plays inside or outside. Good footwork to get open at the next level here. And I, I think he could be somebody that, you know, we Brandon Cooks kind of, you know, crept up on us his rookie year, right? Like we were talking about Odell Beckham and a couple other guys. And that's, I think Mike Evans was in that draft class, if I'm not mistaken too. Uh, but like Brandon Cooks kind of went under the radar and ended up being one of the best in that class. And I feel like Chris Olave is kind of in that same boat where we're talking about Drake London and Garrett Wilson and, Traylon Burks and Chris Olave is kind of getting a little disrespected there. So he could be someone that, you know, flies under the radar and makes a big impact in his first year with New Orleans. The last time the Saints took a wide receiver in the first round was Brandon Cook. So, yeah, history yeah. repeats itself. All right. Yeah, he's Brad, been on every team. <laughs> yeah, he really has. But the funny thing is, he doesn't want to get traded from the Texans of all teams <laughs> right now. Uh, Brad, you had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they obviously drafted a few players on their team in the, this uh, past NFL draft, who are some players that caught your eye? Yeah. So uh, I guess that the only fantasy relevant one is, is probably going to be Rashad white. Um, he was drafted in the third round this year at Arizona state FYI for anyone watching, Dave actually interviewed Rashad. You can check that out on the triple play fantasy YouTube channel. Um, in terms of his fantasy prospects, he runs a four five forty. He's got great bursts. He was in the 90th percentile for target share in college, but in the pros, you know, I look at Ronald Jones as the comp and, you know, he wasn't able to do much behind Lenny Fournette besides, you know, give him a few spells and, and he would start when he was hurt. So um, I expect that same role for white, you know, he's a great handcuff if you draft Lenny, but I wouldn't be interested outside of that. There's just not going to be touches for him. 
And then they also they also drafted Kate Otten as a uh, backup tight end. And I don't really know what to make of their tight end situation because I don't know if Gronk's coming back to play yet. Um, if he is, he's a third string tight end. And if he's not, um, it's looking like Kate Otten will be the backup tight end and give uh, Cameron Braid a few spells. But other than that, I think Rashad White is is a handcuff option. Rashad White might be the best lottery ticket this year, just with the fact that with the uses that he Fournette gets, if he can step into even somewhat three-fourths of the role if Fournette were to go down. I mean, Rashad White is one of my favorite running back prospects. Obviously, getting to talk to him was really cool, but 6'2", 210 pounds. He's a freak of an athlete. Uh, 1,400 yards, 16 touchdowns from scrimmage in 2021. Caught 43 passes last year, too, so he can show he's a threat in the receiving game. And, I mean, if you look at his tape, his cutback ability and his vision uh, are just exceptional. So I think if he gets a chance with Tampa Bay, that's going to be huge. Obviously, I don't expect him to get more than a handful of touches there with Leonard Ford at healthy. But, Brad, like, I mean, he would be a monster if if he gets the opportunity. So somebody that's, like you said. Go ahead. No, yeah, that's the name of the game. It's opportunity. Like, if he does get the opportunity, he would be a monster. But, I mean, you got to remember – Gio Bernard is still there, you know, so it's it's not like he's just going to lose, you know, out on third down roll just because they drafted a, a talented running back. Like it's the guys that are already there, the guys that know the offenses that are going to get those looks and the guys that Tom Brady already trusts. So um, I, I think in order for Rashad White to get that chance, like you said, Lenny Fournette would have to go down. And that's I don't know. He's He's been pretty durable recently. What's your estimation on is Chris Godwin healthy? Would you expect he starts week one for the Bucks, Brad? I don't think he'll start week one because I don't think he'll have to. Um, I I think they have enough depth at the wide receiver position. We're going to talk about that a little later. But um, I, I actually have him at my wide receiver. Where do I have him? Wide receiver 20... The control F is a very valuable. Yes, tool. wide receiver twenty one. <laughs> control F. So I've got got one at my twenty one. I think he's going to be, you know, healthy for most of the season. Maybe they won't rush him back because they don't need to. But um, you you pretty much know what you're going to get with Tom Brady, and Godwin's going to get plenty of targets, and he's a proven top flight receiver in this league. Bro, were you scrolling from like twenty nine to get to twenty one? Because it wouldn't have taken that long to scroll from twenty to no. twenty one. <laughs> no, I, I had I had notes and I had it already written down. So I didn't even look. Johnny, you had the Panthers, who are very much the other side of exciting, comparing them to the Bucks. <laughs> Did they take any relevant rookies that we should talk about for the this year's draft? No, they have a quarterback, but um, he's going to be behind Darnold for X amount of games and that doesn't really bode well for sort of fantasy relevance if you're not an automatic start over Sam Darnold. So no, they do not have any uh, fantasy relevant rookies. They also was the only offensive player, not a lineman that they drafted. So there wasn't, it's not like they drafted like five fantasy relevant wide receivers or something. And for those that might not be sure, it's Matt Corral, AKA golden Corral, who is uh <laughs> be a backup for the Panthers and they might bring in, I've heard Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think that pretty much covers their rookies. Atlanta actually has Eric, three rookie. Oh, good, Brad. Eric, who would you want in a Jimmy Garoppolo trade from Carolina? Uh, I would take a third round. I would, I would take a third round pick. 
You'd be lucky I, to get a third round pick right now. That, that's what you, I'm saying. I, I'm not going to say like two firsts and be unreasonable. If they took him and we and got a third, like Trey Lance doesn't have to look over his shoulder the entire season. That's fair. I'll bet you you get a fourth and a sixth. I mean, that's just John that's, Lynch not playing. Sounds good. Right. No, sounds not good. for a starter. Jimmy Jimmy G took him to the Super Bowl. There's no more. No, no. He threw the ball eight times in <laughs> NFC Championship game. That's not taking us to a Super Bowl. Okay. He loves Jimmy Garoppolo. Loves him. Um, if he's not hot, we're not even having this conversation. <laughs> Why does it always come that. back to people's looks with you? It's true. He's a handsome boy. He, he is, is very handsome. If he looked like Mac Jones, he's cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard that Mac Jones Mac is Jones in the is best shape of his year. life. Well, I hope he's in the best shape of his life. He's a professional athlete. <laughs> he's uh, chiseled, changed his diet. I saw. Uh, um, I was he did have that dad bod. I was scrolling uh, ESPN one day, and uh, there was like cornhole championships, and uh, nice. Mac Jones and Devonte Smith were in a like in a against other pros. They were like it was. They were with a pro against another pro. It was weird, but uh, Mac I, Jones. I think my friend sent me a video is the situation was also in a cornhole championship really? they're, they're doing some weird stuff in the cornhole it, leagues man that's like very close to ocho territory it is. i love it, it really oh, i have is. to check this out when we're done uh for the falcons rookies justin schaefer was a guard from georgia and john fitzpatrick a tight end from georgia were in the sixth and seventh round offensive rookies technically but they drafted three before those guys that are going to impact this season drake london Already the number two option, I think, in the passing game behind Kyle Pitts when he steps on the field week one. Brian Edwards. Oh, can't sleep <laughs> on him. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but I think he'll already get over 100 targets and probably a 20% target share his rookie season. Just like Kyle Pitts, he's a 6-4 red zone target that should excel in that part of the field. 88 catches for 1,084 yards and seven touchdowns in just eight games last year at USC. Uh, so obviously, like you've seen the potential from him. Best 50-50 ball catcher, I think, is this entire draft. And he has a great release off the line of scrimmage and uses his hands well. So I think he's going to get featured a lot for this Falcons team. He'll be somebody that uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's anything worse than a wide receiver, too, this year, just with how many targets he's going to get. Uh, Desmond Ritter, some people had him as the best quarterback in this draft, 6'4", 215. All the tools there, I think the Falcons felt more comfortable with his accuracy over Malik Willis. That's why he was drafted ahead of him. He's got great anticipatory throws, able to read through progressions. He had 572 or more rushing yards in three of his four seasons, so he can actually use his legs more than I think people realize. And for the Falcons, I mean, whatever we say about Marcus Mariota, they're going to want to see what they have in Desmond Ritter. And if they, he's not good, you know what they'll do? Then he used a third-round pick on him. They'll take a first-round quarterback next year. And I think they're going to want to give him a chance to audition to be their quarterback. So, what if he's good, though? What if Mariota's good? He will be. He has Mark to be like words. a pro bowler. He has to literally be like a pro bowler for me. It's to not that hard to make the pro bowl. I mean, that's true. Uh, but, I mean, I, I guess I will mention this, like with Mariota, I, he actually has only thrown more than 20 touchdown passes once in his career and has an under 63% but, completion percentage. But he's thrown one to himself in the playoffs against the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing is <laughs> I, I, love, I love that him and Jameis are in the same division again. Or yeah, the one and two again. pick from that year. Uh, the last one, Tyler Algier, 
bigger back, 5'10", 224 pounds, a converted linebacker. So the Javante Williams mold of someone who runs extremely hard, tough, finishes their runs, yards after contact for days, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, 4-4 speed. Uh, I, I mean, he's, he could be the lead back for this team by the end of the first month of the season. Cordero Patterson, I think they're going to shift more back to a wide receiver role uh, rather than just a straight running back. So he could be somebody you get after, like, pick 100-plus in your fantasy drafts, and he's the lead back for this team. No, so. no, in, in typical Falcons fashion, they're going to bring in an old running back on a one-year deal. Uh, there, there's limited ones out there right now. I think Mike like, Davis is still floating around. Yeah, he's with uh, the Ravens. Uh, no, no, they'll bring in uh, Latavius Murray. Nah, I mean, Lamar Latavius Miller. Murray. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is still floating around. Alfred yeah. Morris. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't shock I, talk me. About, Alfred Morris is one of those guys I really thought was going to be somebody. He was for a few years. He was with Washington. And then, like, they just kind of let him let him go. Like, that's, he took a backup the, job with the Cowboys. That's and the name one. of the running back position these days. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just the game. Yeah. All right, Doc, let us uh, talk about the Saints and just their skill players in general, what you expect from them this year. Yeah, so with Jameis, we assume he's going to start week one coming off a torn ACL. And I really think this year we're going to see if this is it for Jameis. Like we know his upside of 30 touchdowns. We also know his capability of 30 interceptions. But the Saints are giving him pass catchers. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, if he plays, Chris Olave, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway. Post hype Adam Troutman, um, and I think, and I think they know that Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended. So I think that they want the ball in Jameis's hands, and they want to give him as many options uh, as possible to give him the chance to succeed. I forgot about that Kamara is like I, legal issue. <laughs> so I am completely fading Alvin Kamara this year because I assume he's still going to go that. In the first two rounds. Well, also this. He had a career-low 43 receptions last year. Jameis doesn't throw to the running backs, and they have Taysom Hill listed as second-string tight end. He's not even listed as a quarterback. He has 1,285 career touches, which is more than David Johnson, and he's played two years less than David Johnson. We're saying he's washed. Six inactive career touches for running backs that are on a team, which is behind Zeke, Melvin Gordon, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, who's also on the team, and Giovanni Bernard. And a lot of his values tied to touchdowns. He's had double digits every year or touch double digit touchdowns every year in the league, 13, 17, 10, 15, 15. That's very, very tough to repeat, especially with a new head coach, a new scheme. I think the name is what's going to keep him up there, but especially with a suspension, I'm just fading him. Cause even, even with that, I think people will take him in the first two rounds. Um, Michael Thomas, I'm worried about his health too. And if he even plays with the saints, like, the fact that there are still hurdles to recover from a high ankle sprain with the there's, deltoid part. There's Jakob hurdles. There's Jakob. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's good. This isn't the that's basketball good. pod. I know. Uh, yeah, David, we don't get David on the casual on the basketball pod, but like if you just looked at the injury, it's nasty. Like it's it it look physically looks like it hurts, and I know like all of the injuries do, but. All the only video that's come out right now is him just running straight. But we know Michael Thomas's game is slants and doing that cutting, especially coming from a high ankle sprain that you had to get surgery on. Like we don't know what Michael Thomas we're going to get. And if he even wants to play for the saints and Brad, I know you did a video on him, which is why I feel bad. Appreciate the plug. 
<laughs> I, you know, all of the players that you've done videos on, I'm going to do videos of why I wouldn't trap them. Oh. <laughs> Both sides of the I would love yeah. that. We should do, we, we could have another debate, debate pod. We're going to, uh, there's going to be a video coming out of why I'm fading Saquon as you have him as your most oh, undervalued <laughs> running back. But I like the value for Jarvis Landry just to end the pass catchers. Um, also, last Eric, um, I, I saw that like Tyron Matthew is, is trying to recruit OBJ to come there too. I mean, that's I, too many receivers. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's way too many receivers. Past Drew Brees could be there too. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. Just, just. I don't. I don't. Plans. That would be such a bad decision. It would be. But the last one, Jarvis Landry. I like him for a bounce back this year. Last year, only played twelve games, eighty-seven targets, fifty-two receptions. His lowest for a sixteen-game season: one hundred twelve targets, eighty-one receptions, seven hundred fifty-eight yards. His touchdown upside is going to be limited, but especially if the Saints have to come from behind with a lot of games, I like Jarvis Landry at the value that you're getting him for. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a better receiving core in general than they did last season. And maybe they can be even more competitive than they were last season because they were one of the most boring teams to watch, honestly, if I'm being honest. Um, honestly if you're being honest I yeah agree. it's because I'm trying, to move my, I'm, it's because I'm trying to move my camera so my wife isn't in the shot and <laughs> i'm distracted everybody go to the video and go 21 30 in now i've got like bad lighting but uh that, Sorry, you still all, look good that's all good thank you brad why don't you tell us about the buccaneers and their wealth of skilled players that we draft for fantasy yeah, it's pretty much the you know the the usual suspects. Um, Tom Brady, obviously. I don't I don't know when we'll see that fall off. Maybe we won't ever. He'll probably retire before he ever falls off. I have my key. He already seven. did. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but he knew he was going to be good, so he came back. But uh, I have him as my QB seven this year, and maybe that's too low considering he was the QB three last year. Um, he's going to have left Leftwich running that offense without Arians interfering. Um, so now that means, you know, maybe they're going to throw more. Uh, maybe it means they're going to throw less. I, I don't really know what to expect with this with this new situation they have there. Um, it's going to be hard to gauge before the season starts, but you can at least count on him being your starting QB and know that he won't let you down week to week. Um, we talked about Lenny Fournette. I got him as my RB11. Now that Rojo is a timeshare, isn't a threat anymore, I might be lowballing him at 11 even. Um, he finished eight last year, and he's got more upside this year. Uh, the Rashad White skill set is screaming that he's going to be the third down back, splitting that with Gio Bernard. Um, but the Bucks' offense is so solid, they're going to have plenty of goal line and, and red zone touches for Fournette. Um, he had 10 last year. Um, so those high-value touches can win you a league, and you can safely have Fournette as your RB1 and draft him in you know late first, second round area. Um, at the wide receiver's place, I have Mike Evans as wide receiver six. He's Brady's number one target. He's a red zone beast. You know what to expect from him. I've got Godwin at my 21. Um, what's that from Sports Wikipedia? Buccaneers will finish with 11 or 12. or 12 wins. I think that sounds about right. I agree with I'm that I'm only going to maybe agree with that because the division is weak. I think there is some regression due this year. Just yeah. take the over where, on the Where do you win. see the regression, though? Chris, Chris Godwin probably won't start out the season healthy. I think Fournette was good having being a pace of change, but he's had some soft tissue injuries. Yeah, pass with hamstring. I think so, you always got to bet Brady finishing. They also they also brought in Russell Gage, who's currently consensus wide receiver fifty. Uh, I'm not too high on him, but you know between Gage and Tyler Johnson, I think you can kind of make up what 
Godwin brings in the aggregate. So I, I'm not too worried about Godwin's injury in terms of you know whether or not the Bucks aren't going to be the same team. But but in terms of fantasy, I can definitely. What see about him, has has Gronk said he's coming back or not? He hasn't yet. I so I actually have Gronk as my T14, and that's just like a hedge ranking. Like if he's going to play, he's going to be one of the top tight ends in the game, and if he isn't going to play, he's obviously not ranked. So. I, we'll, I don't we'll know. know he's that. he's coming back when he does some sort of uh, WrestleMania appearance. <laughs> That's when we'll know he's coming back. I I wouldn't be surprised if like he did the thing where, you know, he comes back in like the middle of the season and uses you know weeks eight through twelve as like a preseason and then kind of ramps up for the end of the the season and then into the playoffs because at this point like he knows all the routes. Him and Tom Brady have the chemistry. They just need him as a threat. You know, need his body the, there at that. Listen, so. the, listen to the beginning of their schedule, though. At Dallas, at New Orleans, where they never do well. Packers, Chiefs, Falcons, which is probably a, a lot of shootout game. games. But at yeah. Steelers, at Steel, that's a tough first six weeks. It is it's better to have them at the beginning than the end of the season. Yeah. I can see them going two and four to start. I could too, but even then, like I wouldn't be worried about the Bucks. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Johnny, why don't you, uh, the Panthers, again, we're going from wealth to <laughs> an, poor an embarrassment of riches, <laughs> or, or maybe just an embarrassment. But, I mean, Christian McCafferty is who he is. I probably won't pick him just because of the injury history. But, you know, you can't fault him picking anywhere that's not the first pick. You know, Where would you, to be Johnny, sorry to interrupt you. Healthy. Where would you pick McCaffrey? I mean, logically, he he's top five. But emotionally, it's just so hard to get over the hump of just zero production for such a long period of the past couple of seasons. So if you had the sixth pick and he was there, would you take him? I mean, it, here I say I won't, but if it happened in real life, I probably would. I mean, he fell to me. <laughs> He's just taking uh, Chuba Hubbard in the fourth round. Yeah, exactly. And But you have at least, you know, a, a very – reasonable handcuff where the drop off is going to be large but that's just because of McCafferty's ceiling but he's still a good running back it's uh, so interesting it's so interesting to me that I had like Michael Thomas as you know returning to like wide receiver 10 this year something something in that range and people are like he hasn't played in two years you can't you can't put him that high but everybody has CMC pretty high up, and he also because hasn't played until Michael years. Thomas isn't a lunch pail guy like everybody thinks yeah. McCaffrey is. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, man. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Nobody makes that same that same uh, uh, comment for, for well, CMC. I, I think I think the difference is with McCaffrey. Like he's getting guaranteed touches out of the backfield. It's not like people will scheme against him and say, "Oh, we'll double cover. We'll have our best corner." Like. He's gonna get touches, like even if it's. I don't know with the lots. Panthers receivers, I would stick my best corner on McCafferty. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's disrespect to DJ Moore. Michael Thomas is no, a possession receiver, I know. though. Are like, the Rams not... the only NFC? T- uh, the the Buccaneers, uh, Rams, Packers are the only. Are those two teams better than the Buccaneers? I go Eagles. Team? Oh, the, I think the Eagles are going to be really good. I like the Eagles as well. Sports Wikipedia, are you a Bucks fan? I feel like there's a lot of Bucks love today. <laughs> I don't know that I think the Eagles are better than the Bucks, but I, I think they're up there. I, and they get just, like six six free wins. I think it just points out how weak the NFC is and how stacked the AFC is. Yeah. We've we've talked about that before. Besides McCaffrey, was there any other players you're and I mean, DJ Moore, I guess. Yeah. Well, DJ Moore, he's kind of quarterback proof. 
but um, he's Lock him in severely for limited. No, I was going to severely limited by, of not getting any touchdowns. And every year, you know, people love to say, oh, but it'll like, you know, it'll, his luck will change, but it hasn't changed. So sometimes an outlier is just an outlier and there's no reason to assume that they'll, sure. you know, come back to the pack. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Terrence Marshall are pretty much fringe roster picks. If you need somebody for a fill-in, maybe you really believe in Terrence Marshall, but a lot of people really believed in him last year, and he yeah. had a few, few uh, zero catch games, uh, quite a few. And their tight end, I wouldn't even pick him for an obscure touchdown pick of the week. <laughs> That's saying something. I picked him a lot last time, and it, it helped. Yeah, and you were wrong. Sixteen out of seventeen weeks. <laughs> You're not a Tommy Tremble fan. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm sure he'll get one touchdown or something, but that's, you know, that's what you're not, you don't want to bank on, oh, his one touchdown is this week, his one touchdown of the year. We, uh, Sports Wikipedia said his team is the Colts. So when we do our AFC South preview, we might need you to back up some Colts stats for us here and give us the ins and outs of everything that we might leave out. So that's good to know, Sports Wikipedia. Thanks for, uh, for letting us know. Um, last team. Atlanta, their skill players. It's if you're not a fan of looking at things that are not pretty, then I'd look away because this is an ugly roster. Uh, we talked about Marcus Mariota. He's mobile, so he's got a chance to uh, produce technically as a QB two in a super flex league. But this is his first time since 2019 actually starting. So who knows what's there? Talked about 20 or more touchdowns thrown once in his career. Cordero Patterson. This is interesting. So. He was RB9 in PPR on the season uh, up until week 13. Or I'm sorry, he finished RB9 on the season in PPR for the whole season. But from week 13 on, he was RB34, which so that's the last six weeks of the season. I think he's going to be overdrafted where he is based on his production. And you look as a whole and don't see the complete falling off here. Um, I got to ask you guys, though. I have underdog up right now. And... Uh, I'm looking at ADPs here, and he has, if I'm not mistaken, I have to refresh it because I have to get Here we go. So tell me who you'd rather have between Cordero Patterson or Sky Moore. Ooh. Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Cordero Patterson. Ooh, okay. These are players that are within like five to 10 picks, according to underdog ADP. Would you rather have Brandon Ayuk or Cordero Patterson? Ayuk. Ayuk. Hunter Renfro or Cordero Patterson? Renfro. Cordero. Selfishly, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> uh, last one. Tyler Lockett or Cordero Patterson? Patterson. Patterson. Patterson, especially with that QB situation. David, let me ask you, where would you, where are you ranking Kyle Pitts this year? Cause I feel like he's getting hyped up way too much, not talent wise, but just situation wise. Well, he was the tight end six in fantasy points per game last year. He was actually only like four points off the top five. And that was despite only scoring one touchdown. He did score one touchdown. Everyone ahead of him at at least five. So, and he was only one of three tight ends last year to record over a thousand receiving yards, 102 targets, over 20% target share in his rookie season, both led the team along with 16 red zone targets. He's obviously, I think the tight end one in dynasty. Are we all agreeing with Sold. that? Uh, 
But uh, in redraft, I don't think I can rank him lower than three behind Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, personally. Do you guys have him lower than that? Not anymore. I mean, are you having Kittle lower than him? <laughs> Do I have who? Are you having Kittle lower than him? Yes, I think I actually might have Kittle like number six. I, bu- I put he's... Waller ahead of him, and I might put... Um, uh, Thanks, Davey. <laughs> of course. There's somebody else, too. I think especially if Trey Lance is there, oh, they I might run see. more, and he blocks. I have uh, I have Kyle Pitts at TE4. Okay, so you have a four. I have him at three. Doc, where do you have him? I, I haven't finished my rankings. I don't want to be hot takey, but like, I feel like he's going to be the focal point of defenses. Like, what are they? Get? They're going to let Drake was, London. But he was that last year too. Yeah, he, more so last year. They didn't have Drake London yeah, last year. Exactly. Well, they had Calvin Ridley for a couple games, but they also had consistency. Yeah, but it's different that than having a rookie that's like him. Drake London's going to come just, there. They also had Russell Gage last year. Drake London's going to be a target beast, and he's huge. Yeah. Like he's, I, I, I also like the quarterback him. situation. They should move him year. to tight end too. Just run tight end sets with Drake London. I don't hate that, man. Kyle I love putting big old, big old like wide receiver bodies at tight end. I just hate is like six five two. They have him there. I I just think the Falcons are going to be the type of team where they know they can't beat you in a shootout, so they're going to run the ball or you know Mariota might do an RPO or some short throws. I just don't see them having a high scoring upside offense. All right, so you think you'll have him outside the top five? No, because talent wise, he's yeah. not. So I love how he does, he no, does no, all no, this no, arguing and he's, no, he's talking it out. Though. He's talking it out. I, I think there's a difference between having someone in a tight end ranking because of the shallowness of the position and then saying, I'm going to take him super high because I think he's going to be on a points per game basis better than other first people. First overall. First overall. Yeah, we're not arguing like he's a first round picker. No, but I've, I've just seen him get hyped up and people have given a crazy amount to acquire him this offseason. To Eric's I point, think... I, I have seen people like talk about maybe second round and third round. Like people love Kyle Pitts. I mean, I, I don't think that's the majority though. I think most people have him in their top five. Yeah. And in redraft, like I, I haven't seen anybody ranking him lower than five. Out outside of tight end premium, though, I don't think you could spend a first two or three round pick on him. No, but I would spend like a, a fifth round pick on him. That's fair. That's fair. I'll agree on that. But again, that that could still be the tight end three, right? Like, Mark, right now, Mark I, Andrews, I guarantee Travis Kelsey. You in any, I guarantee you in any 12-team league, he doesn't make it to the fifth round. Well, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey will probably be two uh, second-round picks, I'm sure. So how far much down is there a drop after those two guys? That's Kelsey, something I guess. So I've got Kelsey, or I've got, yeah, Kelsey one, um, Andrews two, then I've got Kittle. Then Pitts, I think it wouldn't be crazy to see like Waller sneak in there. I wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't be crazy to see. I was waiting to hear his name, Brad. You really like, yeah, my guy. <laughs> I, 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 you know, sh- uh, I might even take. No, I yeah, I think after that it's kind of it's Pitts or bust, kind of, or you're just waiting to take a tight end later. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that's there. Dallas Goddard. Even someone like a David Njoku, who's going to be the only tight end in town for Cleveland with Deshaun Watson throwing the ball, you know, I don't know how many games at this point, but he could be like what Dalton Schultz was last year, where Dalton Schultz finishes uh-huh. the tight end three, kind of came out of nowhere. You know, Dallas Goddard uh, with a better Eagles offense. Now that Ertz is gone. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of different possibilities. But even Zach Ertz in Arizona is like sneaky interesting. I, mm-hmm. He was the tight end five last year. So exactly. Uh, and then I'll just really quick their wide receivers. You're not really drafting any, I think, other than like late round dart throws. Maybe besides Olamide Zacchaeus, you got Brian Edwards, Auden Tate, Geronimo Allison is on this roster. Geronimo. So, yeah, <laughs> don't really think you're taking uh using high draft capital on these guys there. Maybe you take a late round flyer on Brian Edwards, or maybe you take Zacchaeus towards the end of your draft, but Drake London, Kyle Pitts, they're the guys you want on this team. So uh, guys, any last minute thoughts or, or things we got to add here. Sports Wikipedia said he's got the Eagles winning like 10 or 11 games. So behind them and taking the NFC East, I think I'm with you on that. Sports Wikipedia. You need to check out our YouTube channel. I got a uh, Miles Sanders video waiting for you if you're an eagles fan <laughs> yeah i know he's a colts fan but he, he's oh, advocating okay. for the eagles there uh but if yeah if you're not in our discord anybody that's watching the video whether it's now or later on make sure you hop in the discord the link to our discord is in the live chat comments so you can check that out also check out everything going on, on the youtube channel brad just dropped a Miles sanders video as he just talked about a doc is going to drop a controversial take to that Miles Sanders video with his own <laughs> Miles Sanders. No, I, I, I'm fair on Miles Sanders. Saquon, though, I'm going to have to poo-poo on Saquon. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of other great content. Another power hour from Johnny coming along the way here. The first one about to cross 200 views. So if you enjoy checking those out, they'll be out there as well. And, of course, there's tons of baseball and basketball content with the football content here. So check all that stuff out. Uh oh. Congrats to our boy James. Yes, congrats yeah, to Coach yeah. Lewis on his birth of his little baby Coach Lewis. Uh I don't it's a it's a girl, right? Or yeah, the boy? I think so. I think he named her LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, that that's that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh shout out to the coach and shout out to everybody at Triple Play that make this this train go chugging along the tracks here. Make sure if you listen to the podcast, you go ahead and subscribe and give us a rating and review there and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not already. Until the next one, guys, we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Talk to you guys next one.